Hey, don't eat that. How's it going? It's going okay. <laughs> How's it going with you? Yeah, it's going pretty good. All right, uh, summer is rapidly coming to a close, though. Uh, you think so? Yeah. On the one hand, it seems like it's been a long time since school got out. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, I could go another month or two or a hundred. Yeah, I see what you mean. Academically, summer is coming to a close. Yeah, it's um, just a couple more weeks here. Mm-hmm. Right. Weirdly, there's some uh, rain in Portland, and I, I, no. I don't know. It, it rained on Lucky. me today walking to work, and right. yeah, there's cloudy skies. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's not supposed to happen a, in August. No, it's not uh, not too much. <laughs> I don't know about not supposed to happen, right. but, but a little rare. We got some clouds, mm-hmm. unexpected clouds yeah. today, but nothing precipitation-wise. Hmm. It's know. a high, high fire. Well, we're real close to that, the fire, the, what's it called, Milepost 97 fire or something like okay. that, down here between us and Grants Pass. Actually, about only about a mile away from one of Megan's schools, but it burned further away from the town instead of toward the town, so... But it's like super rugged area. So it went from, I think they said it was an illegal campfire, hmm. is their their best guess, you know, before the full investigation. And then it went from like 600 acres to like 7,000 acres in a couple of days. Wow. It really flared up because the terrain is so rugged and dry. Mm-hmm. Um, they couldn't really get people in. And the, the other thing is there's been so much, um, there are so many downed trees from the, the snowpocalypse. Okay. In the area, there's just you know plenty of fuel hmm. to make that fire rage. Interesting. So uh, up and down through the the really um, steep and isolated canyons, mm-hmm. so they can get helicopters in and out, sort of. But the terrain is too; it doesn't really work for the planes, mm-hmm. the the giant uh, fire retardant dropping planes and and water. So they're basically uh, just trying to steer it away from populated areas, and hopefully they'll get it. At some point, it's going to reach, if it hasn't already, the um, previous sort of fire-scarred areas and uh, and run out mm-hmm. of fuel. Uh, air quality is unhealthy today in Portland, uh, mm. by, but that's almost entirely due to carbon monoxide, so a lot of people mm. are driving and not sure why. It is, uh, I guess it's Friday, so mm-hmm. people are leaving or... <laughs> Or just getting out. Or, uh, not, I'm not sure. It's always a heavy driving day, but so. between working and weekending. Well, it's unusual. It seems like for a rainy day. Mm-hmm. Not only is the rainy day unusual for August, because if you look at the historic data, it's not supposed to rain in August at all. Uh-huh. But to have air pollution at the same time seems like it's kind of uncharacteristic level of carbon monoxide. Oh, that's right. There is that. There's an unusual pattern going on. There's uh-huh. a storm going up offshore up into northern Washington. And then there's some stuff like a, that's a, a low pressure zone. And then there's high pressure zone coming almost like Santa Ana winds territory where it's coming from offshore oh. and bumping up against that cold front. So it's an unusual, <laughs> uh, it's an unusual pattern. Right. Far up. Yeah. All right. Well. That's weather talk. Well, you've been listening to weather. <laughs> you've been listening to weather talk. On it's just called two brothers. It's just called two brothers. I am Marcus. I'm James. All right then. <laughs> let's uh, yeah. let's uh, uh, do a quick thing and wrap it up. <laughs> yeah. People are people are doing things.
Speaking of correction corner. Oh yeah, there was a correction corner. So we mentioned Genesis and um, their change of personnel and trick of the tail. Uh, of yeah. course, Steve Hackett was still a gu- uh, guitar player in Genesis uh, <laughs> during Trick of the Tail. Yeah. So he didn't leave until, and then there were three, which is a couple of albums later. Yeah. 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 Uh, so. Situation. So yeah, that's uh, you gotta you gotta have uh, Steve Hackett as well as Mike Rutherford playing the, the strings, playing, the, playing strings yeah. in Genesis uh, for Trick of the Tail. Sorry, my apologies to Steve and his fans. Indeed. Because he did contribute a, a tremendous amount to the sound. Sure. Yeah, yeah. It didn't change until, as, it's, as you say, yeah. uh, greatly until uh, Trade the Tale. Yeah, I mean, he's uh, still, like, I mean, he's still basically a prog rock musician. I mean, he never, never really <clears throat> um, deviated from that, uh, his mm-hmm. own track on that, on that side. You know. Yeah. Not a, not a knock on him. Uh, you know, he followed, but he followed that no, path um, sort of throughout his musical ed- evolution, I would say, where Genesis steered towards the pop side. Right. There you go. So there, there it is. Good for them. Hey, you remember back in, in Oro Valley, uh, we had a some kind of a kitchen fire back at, uh-huh. this would have been 83, 84 maybe. Not really. Um, oh, really? What is that? Uh, I was going to ask you oh. if you ever knew what happened. Kitchen specifically. fire? Yeah, there was like a little fire in our kitchen. Uh, I don't think we were home, oh. you and I. None of the, you know, it was like during school or something. <laughs> and there had been a, a fire, and the it blackened right above the stove, hmm. uh, all the way up the wall. I recall. Uh, anyway, from that point until we until we moved, we were always like, if you go to get a cup out of the kitchen, out of the cabinet, mm-hmm. you have to blow the ashes out of it, <laughs> I, like every single time. Okay. And then finally, I think maybe we got to where we store them upside down, you know, after the the millionth blowout. Wow. Uh, at, at any rate, I realized maybe. Uh, three or four days ago, or a week ago, that I still do that. Like, I'll pull a, a cup out of the cabinet and I'll blow into it right. to make sure it is ash or dust-free. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't do it all the time, but enough to kind of trigger my memory recently. Like, yeah. oh, that's why I do that. It became a, a habit way back in my formative years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I tend not to do that because I'm a gross slob who will eat stuff off the floor and that's been, you know, <laughs> half eaten eclairs out of the trash. <laughs> um, well, I don't know about going that far. I may not go that far, <laughs> but I, I would, uh, <laughs> I have potentially taken things out of the trash that, uh, in, in certain circumstances, like it's been thrown away, um, on a pile of other things. <laughs> Is it on top? If it's on it top of a fresh pile refuse. of stuff that's thrown away. Yeah. Yeah, insert clip. You find yourself in the kitchen. You see an eclair in the receptacle. And you think to yourself, what the hell, I'll just eat some trash. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was not trash. Was it in the trash? Yes. Then it was trash. <laughs> it wasn't down in, it was sort of on top. But it was in the cylinder. Above the rim. Adjacent to refuse is refuse. It was in a magazine and it still had the doily on. Was it eaten? One little bite. Well, that's garbage. <laughs> and no, that's where I, I've done that where I work, as opposed to just randomly on the street uh, lifting up a, a you know dumpster lid or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a <laughs> or separate some other level. 
if I'm a guest at someone else's home, I don't go digging through their trash to find edibles. Mm. Yeah. But, but yeah, um, eating stuff off the ground and the floor is a, a thing I haven't been known to do because I don't know if it's uh, DGAF as much as it is uh, being uh, unconscious <laughs> of it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Huh. yeah. That's I interesting. Almost, kind of don't, don't really think about it as being that bad. <laughs> okay, well, like, that's... Eh, yeah. Whatever. It's fine. It's, uh, it's, yeah. still, it's still good. It's still good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Yeah. But if he doesn't have visible hair and chunks yeah. in it. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I tend to disturb the people around me with such antics. But it's not a deliberate I... t- a poking of their foibles. I, yeah. I just am... Uh, Apparently, I am, I am that kind of weirdo. <laughs> what's the reverse of a germaphobe? <laughs> a germophile. Yeah, germophile. <laughs> Germ- germophage. Yes. You have germophagia? Yeah. Well, you know, you need a little uh, to kick up the immune system a little bit. Of course. <laughs> Just a little yeah. bit. Keep um, trained. I read a trope a long time ago that's um, <laughs> let your kid play in the dirt. Uh, yeah. Don't let your kid play in the dirt with a raw chicken. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, hey, a little bit, that. But don't be crazy. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, so potty training day three wow, has come and gone. Yeah, it's a, it's um, a dad milestone. It's a parent parental yeah. milestone. Yeah, yeah. Not for me. Right. Uh, training the little girl. I, mean, I have been potty trained for but yeah, uh, a few years. <laughs> right. And so she's doing okay. She is not afraid to sit on the potty anymore. Okay. That was a big deal. That was a step forward. Yeah. No, no, I too big. I too big to sit on the potty. Uh. Meaning it was too big for, you know, she was scared of that. But we got her own little one. It's like a little tiny toilet. And it has a little uh, a little sound effect. It's got, a, you know, a flusher uh-huh. handle on there. So you push it and it gives a little, there's a little speaker huh. there. It gives a flushing sound. Weird. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so she has gone in it. Numerous times, but mostly after she's already had an accident. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then she has to sit there for a while. That's kind of what you do with puppies, though. <laughs> just, after yeah. you have an accident, you just take them outside. Right. So, you know, not to get too far into the, the <laughs> potty talk, mm-hmm. she's getting there. So today it was like, I need to go. Uh-huh. And she went to it and went in it right then. Ah. Rather than, I need to go and sploosh, it's on the floor. <laughs> you know, or... Sploosh, oh, hey, what do you know about that? Right. Like, the first day, she just kept going about her business. And we looked over and was like, ah, <laughs> you're walking around. No, don't, don't move. Yeah. I'm tracking it around. She'd run over to you. No. no. Right. Nature's miracle. <laughs> do a commercial for that stuff. Yikes. So, but anyway, yeah, day three out of five here until she goes back to daycare. We're making progress. Good. So, so those are good. Well. Good times are here to stay. Well, parented. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Go to pottygenius.com. Uh, uh, not a sponsor. <laughs> nope. I have a music share if you want to hear it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who? Not Patty Herndon. What's her name? Molly? Holly Herndon. Holly Herndon. Yeah. She does some weird stuff. She's a, a PhD doctoral candidate, or she, I, I feel like I read a piece of news that she recently defended her dissertation and is now a doctor, but... Uh, either way, she she's a Stanford um, music graduate student, at least. At least, yeah. That and that was in 2012. Yeah, for, for a bio, few according years, according to her bio. So, yeah, right, right, she, right. she could be could very well mm-hmm. be done. She's doing um, a lot of experimental stuff, and she yeah, uh, it's, it's electronica. Um, it's heavily uh, centered on voice. 
Yeah, I shouldn't say electronica. Yeah. Uh, computer generated um, or, or manipulated. Computer manipulated things. Yeah, sure. That's mainly yeah. it. And and uh, other there's there's some percussive effects, but uh, mm-hmm. how how sampled they are or how real they are, I'm not sure. Uh-huh. She does work with other a lot of other vocalists. Um, not, it's not just her, but she has mm. worked with uh, an AI program mm. uh, to uh, process uh, things that she's been teaching it. If mm-hmm. you think. so, yeah. there's a there's a track on this. She just released um, an album. This new one called Proto. Yeah, uh, it just came out last month. I want to say, and I, I really, really enjoy her stuff. It's uh, it's a little disturbing sometimes because of the way it it distorts and uh, plays with the sort of you know the vocal processing of it can can be so strange that it sort of throws you a a loop. This one is a little more straightforward. Uh, some of them are kind of scary in a way. <laughs> Mm-hmm. The processing gets a little scary. Godmother that, is one of them. This is her fourth album. Is it fourth? Okay, well. Yeah. 2011, 12, 15, and 19. All right. So she's she's been spending a lot of time um, working through some experimental things and, and other vocalists. So, uh, yeah, I think this is the, the best stuff I've heard, certainly, and very different. Uh, this is, let's just play it. This is a track called Frontier, one of my favorites. Yeah. 
Um, very cool. Yeah, I, some of it is very... just her voice and and manipulations of it. Um, this one involves a lot of other, a lot of other vocalists. She credits, I think, maybe around ten or twelve yeah. people, mm-hmm. other vocalists with her, which is especially big. <laughs> and it goes out the other side. Usually, it's just you know a few. Yeah, but um, it's, yeah, it's a really wide range that from <laughs> bass to soprano there. Right, uh, kind of neat. What struck me first as I was listening to it, especially before the thumping drums came in, yeah. was it sounded like uh, I asked you because I hadn't <laughs> heard it before. I asked you, is this you know people of the mountain, mountain folk, <laughs> right? Uh, like sort of electronically processed mountain folk song, yeah, of some sort, or or, or reminiscent of you know. Mm. Uh, but modernized. Right. And that's what it reminded me of. And then I looked up and she's from Johnson city, Tennessee. So sure. that's definitely uh hill country. Definitely. And so it could be that she's drawing on that kind of area. The folk tradition. Yeah. Um, yeah. to me, to my ear, it sounds like a combo of, uh, African and Celtic roots. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something about the, those traditions together. Um, but the, they both, can incorporate, you know, vocals with a distinctive melody, and I don't know what it is. I I don't know enough about musicology to to sort of define the ethnography, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, if you like, of the of the song. Yeah, but I could see because uh, American folk, you know, draws from both those traditions. Certainly, and so that's why not that's why when I heard oh, shoot, what is that movie? I want to say it had Holly Hunter in it, but I'm not hmm. positive about that. There's a movie um, from '90s where a woman was uh, going up into the hills in maybe West Virginia uh-huh. um, and and recording. She was like carrying a phonograph right. <laughs> uh, with her and recording folk singers from way out. Yeah, know, and certainly no power anywhere and, and all mm-hmm. this. And it had that ring to it in my head. There's, there's sort of a harshness to the vocals mm-hmm. on on uh, true Appalachian folk right. folk music, and some of those harmonies in there right. were reminiscent, of, uh, reminded me of that as well. Yeah, they but, can emphasize but, the twang of the accent, yeah. but mm-hmm. she she does play with tonality a bit too, yeah. so that there's a parallel there. Um, mm-hmm. It's hard to place, and I think that's her aim. You know, she doesn't want it to be easily identifiable. She's looking for took, new paths, you know, to, to mm-hmm. tread. Yeah, it would be really interesting to ask her about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, maybe I will. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> hey, I'm also an educator. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, she's not an educator. I'm also no, in but, education. Yeah. No, I also work at a school. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. As a grad student, I'm sure she teaches. She better. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> Leave it lie. Well, if you don't know what that means, you could... Uh, are we done? I, well, I don't have anything else. Let's, let's wrap it up. <laughs> let's do a short show. You could send us an email at it's just called two brothers.com. If you Oh, no, you couldn't send us the, to the, the website itself. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you could send it to bros there at it's go. just called two brothers.com. Thank you. If you use Twitter at all, uh, you can uh, tweet at us at IJC2B. Hey, I finally realized to, I could reset the password on that, so. Uh, <laughs> So watch out, fans. I'll be tweeting again. <laughs> yeah. um, but you could conceivably uh, blog about that on your blog at marcusharwell.com. Yes, which I do most days. Mm-hmm. Edging towards every day. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't think of 
the idea that I could reset the password. Well, it, I don't either because it's literally every site asks if you mess up the password a few times, they're like, would you like to reset the password? <laughs> and then you go, all right, I guess. Yeah, I guess because it's a shared account. I suppose. That, uh, that I assumed, since you... you yeah set it up first right. and gave me the info long ago but then yeah, I lost it when I uh, can't access my previous phone notes yeah it's been so long since I was able to synchronize um, my guess to iCloud do your notes go to iCloud my notes go my, my which notes the notes app well it's a simple note no no the, the, the yellow but I don't use that screen. I rarely ever use that I use oh. Simple Note and I use um, IA Writer. That's almost mm -hmm. all I, exclusively I use. I never thought about using Simple Note for, for notes. Yeah. I notes. Well, I, use, I only use Simple Notes for this. Oh, no, <laughs> no, no, no. I use it for everything else. Huh. Grocery sure. lists and a list of things I want to buy or check out or um, um, notes for videos, uh, scripts, all that stuff.